I was still celebrating, you know, friendships and friends, but I was also just like, man, like, I'm so happy for them, but my life doesn't look like this. Good evening. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. It like always feels mm-hmm. weird to say good evening instead yeah. of like good morning. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an odd formality mm-hmm. to saying that. But anyways, good how are you? Good yeah, good evening. Good evening. Yes, I am doing great. How are you? Yeah. How's your week been? Good, good. Um, if everyone's listening to this on Friday when it's mm-hmm. released, happy weekend. We yes. have made it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is, oh, it's like, yeah. you don't want to live for the weekend. So mm-hmm. it's this hard mm-hmm. thing of you want to enjoy your week. Yeah. Which I do, I think, enjoy my mm-hmm. week for the most part, most of the time. But it's fun but, to have something to look forward yeah. to, uh-huh. you know, just yeah. the end of a week and, but yeah. Not have like classes mm-hmm. to go to or yeah. work for the most part. Mm-hmm. But, oh, no. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, today, everyone, <laughs> we um, we will be talking about social media, how just kind of that's changed maybe for us, um, how we see it maybe, like some of the pros and cons of social media for us. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, um, it will change for everyone and it's very subjective so it's not just limited to what we see as it so yeah like we're just going to be talking about kind of how we navigate that um and how it's grown I mean we definitely Mm -hmm. live in a world now where it's just saturated with social media and with media and just all of the technological things that we really can't feel like we really have an escape from so I think it is important to talk about it because Mm -hmm. we do depend on it now and we are surrounded with Mm -hmm. it so we can't really escape it so I think it's important to have a conversation about what that can look like and what's healthy in that boundary of social media and what we want to see from it and just mm-hmm. all of the things. So yeah. you can kind of start wow. that conversation yeah. with. Do you have any mm. first opening thoughts that you yeah. want to share? Well, that's great. It really makes me want to just start back to the beginning of like, when did I form a relationship with social media, you know? Yeah. Um, when was that? Like, when did you first get social media? Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. It was like, it's kind of funny how it all started. Um, but Instagram was just the big thing. It had just mm-hmm. launched, and I was in middle school. I think I was in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. And right. yes, not everyone in my grade was on it, and my parents told me I couldn't have it. But of course, that didn't stop me, you know, <laughs> from downloading the app. And then I behind would behind their backs. Yes, and no, Addie, I would literally like sneak their phones because I didn't have a phone. I just had an iPad. Uh-huh with no camera like this was ipad first generation yeah yeah, like, yeah. like number one number one ipad <laughs> oh my gosh i feel so old <laughs> oh my gosh we're talking I'm about that like, moment when instagram first came out <laughs> i sound so old no trust me we're all oh right yeah i mean well, i am at least yes yes okay i'm glad that i'm glad that you are on the same page with me um so i would sneak my parents phone and i would like use the back facing camera to like take fun little selfies uh-huh, and then yeah. i would post them to my instagram account 
with like these highly saturated, <sighs> highly contrasted filters. And like Addy, it was like, I wish I still had those pictures because it was just so cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think initially like, you know, as a middle schooler, Instagram, social media was just this place where I could maybe connect and, mm-hmm. you know, follow classmates and even express myself. So from the beginning, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, this is a tool that I can use to connect with others. This is a tool that I can use to express myself and, you know, quote unquote, like put myself out there. Um, it's just kind of funny now that it was like initially like an act of rebellion, you know, it was like, (laughs) ah, like my parents told me no, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, did they ever find out like after that happened? Yes. So when they found out it was, it was a big deal. Like Mm -hmm. I was definitely in trouble. I think I got grounded for a little while, but I kept up that act for like two years until I got a phone. So (laughs) I was a little, you know, schemer, master of schemes and But probably a very talented mm, one if if you Yes, no, I Addie, I would download Instagram on their phones. I would log in with my information, post my pictures, and and then I would delete delete the app off their phone. Every time. Wow. It was fun. No, but I want to hear how you maybe got started or your first memories on social media and how that relationship kind of formed for you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was around that same age. I think Mm -hmm. I was, I don't know, yeah, maybe sixth grade, Mm -hmm. sixth, seventh grade. Um, And I, so I guess, you know, like even from that point in time, I had these two accounts. So I had one that was like, like private that I just posted like Mm. friends. And then also the same sorts Mm. of things. Like I would post selfies of myself Mm. in the mirror. Like it was just the worst (laughs) thing with these horrendous filters and effects and my captions too Mm -hmm. were so interesting. Like I would be like, I hope you all have a great, amazing day. Like, remember to smile, like, mm-hmm. laugh and live yes. free. Like, all this, like, <laughs> so cliche. And especially, oh, yeah. I think, knowing me now, mm-hmm. I hate anything that's cliche yes. and things that are kind of cheesy like mm-hmm. that or, like, just smile and, like, keep your head up and stuff like that. But <laughs> I would post that all the time wow. with all these hearts and all these emojis. And just a very mm-hmm. just... Definitely, I very much express myself on that Instagram account. Mm. And I actually, it's actually interesting because I still have a lot of those posts still on my Instagram. I love that. Which I think that that just comes (laughs) through with how sentimental I am and I can't let go of anything. No. Because I'm like, I I feel like I enjoy looking back Mm. on those awful posts that I hope no one sees. But then again, people definitely look, I'm sure. But. Um, it's just, it's just really interesting to look back on that and to see that and even keep them now because it's just weird how the norms have kind of Mm -hmm. changed over Instagram, which I think I'll kind of talk about that in a second, but, but (laughs) yeah. And then, um, also around seventh grade, I guess, which is just when I think back to this, it makes me cringe, but in a way that I'm learning to just 
look at myself and be like, mm-hmm. oh, like she was just wanting to encourage and help. Right, and, right. and she just had such a pure heart with this. But <laughs> it's just, it is cringy when you think about it because I created this account around seventh grade. Wow. And it was just this, like, it was this public account and it was not tied to me. Like I was, um, I did not post anything about myself Mm -hmm. on the page or like my name or anything. So no one knew it was me until Mm -hmm. around high school because I just kept it like totally anonymous and I would just post kind of the these encouragements and it was called godly relationships Mm, and which is so funny because I wasn't in a like I was literally in middle school and I was like I'm gonna talk about relationships and what that looks like and which is just so funny because I didn't have any room to talk about that Mm. but I think that like that was kind of the thing in my life at that point that I really was interested in or maybe looking to and Mm -hmm. I definitely felt that Mm -hmm. like just desire I guess for like a boyfriend and things like that which a godly relationship yeah godly relationship (laughs) just all these things which Mm -hmm. um I think we can kind of talk about this maybe Mm -hmm. in another episode because it's a whole other episode but Mm -hmm. I think that that came a lot from just the like the church and mm-hmm. being in the church and hearing just all the time about like like marriage and mm-hmm. falling yeah. in love and these sorts of things and I yeah. definitely idolize that mm-hmm. and I look to that as like that is the one thing that I want and all these mm-hmm. things and so that was just kind of what I talked about because that was the main point of a lot of things yeah. that I heard and mm-hmm. that were important and stuff. And so anyway, yeah. of, of course that can be a whole other episode oh, wow. just to talk no, through that, that and just the problems mm-hmm. that come from that and what's kind of wrong with that and all those things. But yeah. anyways, so yeah, so I like started oh. this account which is full of encouragement and mm-hmm. things that I just wanted to share. And it just grew a lot. Like, yeah. um, I, I think at the end of, of everything I had about 39,000 followers oh my gosh. without even wow. just, which is crazy too. That's because insane, Addie. With like no like promotional stuff, yeah, like just, buying followers, like it was all organic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was, which was just interesting mm. because I, because now I think you do need a lot of those like you need to post ads and you need to post yeah, reels to and all those things to get the followers. But Man. then it was like, you, you have like this dedicated and then you just following. get it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, and so that was definitely a very like fundamental part of mm. entering social media because that was a huge part of how I created mm. yes. my account yes. and just how that changed. And, um, mm. and then yeah, so I guess long story short, which I will keep this short because no, it can be a whole other thing. But um, when I was a freshman in college, this had been about six years since I had wow. had my mm-hmm. account and I was still keeping it up, which was also an interesting thing, I think, with talking about how things change with social media because mm-hmm. I was at that place, which I think yeah. I had 
been for a couple of years then but I was at this place where what I had built this platform on which was Mm -hmm. godly relationships and talking about like dating and things like that yeah um wasn't my focus anymore like Mm -hmm. that wasn't what I felt called to talk about like that just wasn't Mm -hmm. my place anymore to talk about it really wasn't my yeah like my place yeah okay and so then I was just kind of in this crisis where I was like I know what people want to hear like I know that people want to hear me talk about this so I am because I want to keep that Mm -hmm. follower count up I want those comments I want the shares and the likes which I know that that seems superficial but it's a very real Mm -hmm. part of it Mm -hmm. and so I kind of sacrificed some of what I mm-hmm. authentically knew mm-hmm. that I wanted to share or kind of maybe wanted to change the vision of mm-hmm. that platform into yeah. something else. And I kind of kept with talking about things that mm-hmm. weren't necessarily something yeah. that I was very passionate about wow. or, or felt called to talk about at that point because I knew that it would keep up my image. Mm-hmm. So wow. I think even just that sort of thing, it's just interesting because as things change with social media, you can keep up this facade in a weird sort of way because you know what people want to hear and you know what people want to see. What they expect from you almost. Like this is what you expect from me. Exactly, because they don't expect me to talk about really anything else, you know, except like... Mm-hmm. your brain relationships yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. and then even you know I was kind of in the process throughout high school of like I was in a mm-hmm. committed relationship but then we broke up mm-hmm. and just talking about that was kind of another thing that was a yeah. part of it so it was just interesting because I felt that like cognitive like mm-hmm. dissonance where oh, I love, I love where that. you just feel that sense of mm-hmm. like oh like I'm doing something and I'm even putting something out there that feels kind of like shallow to me. Like Mm -hmm. it feels very surface level. It doesn't really encompass what I may want to be talking about, Mm -hmm. but it's only because other people want to hear that. Mm So, but then long story short again, I'm so sorry. I'm talking so much. No, I'm Um, enjoying this story. (laughs) I'm loving it because I feel like I've never gotten to sit down with you and really hear the whole story. So I'm honestly loving it. So just continue. Okay. Um, but Yeah, so then, um, I guess I was saying before all that monologue, when I was a freshman in college about two years ago, um, it was October, it was October 21st, it's just a date that I'll always remember, and I got an email from this page that was just asking for this, like, promotion, like, or this kind of thing of, like, you can post this and then we'll like send you this or something, which was common. You know, mm-hmm. I like ha- had a lot of those messages and stuff before, so mm-hmm. I didn't see anything wrong with it. And they said to like, you know, click this link or whatever or something. So I clicked it and then it took me to Instagram and I signed in 
which was just another problem all of you know mm. of course you yeah. really don't whatever and yeah. so and then within about a minute like I think two three mm. minutes maybe at most I get another email that says that like something was changed with my account so I think mm. something of like my email was changed within my account and then I was like oh like that's kind of weird and so then I tried to go look for my account and I can't find it anymore Mm -hmm. and I'm like where did it go Mm -hmm. like there was just no side of it and so I was really confused because I was like oh my gosh and then I think at that point I knew what what had happened and I knew that I was hacked and so I spent that whole well, weeks, but spent that like first day just just trying to figure out what had happened. And then I started to email this person that was in charge of my account, which that mm-hmm. sounds so sketchy and it no, is, but, but like, I was in that contact was like your, with them at one of your point. only options too. Yeah. Like you're doing whatever you can, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like he was like you know he wanted some like some like bitcoin stuff or just Mm. something like that for it and i was willing to give him that like i was willing to give him anything honestly just for my account back and he was like you know we're about to like he was just like threatening the account (sighs) and he was like threatening that he was like at that moment it was Mm. gone and he was like getting rid of it all and just all these things that was just really scary for me Mm. and of course like I couldn't do anything all week and all those couple of weeks honestly because Mm. I was so consumed with that and and so throughout those literally I think it was a full month honestly before I just kind of had to just accept that this was something that had happened to me but um there um Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just sent a million emails. I sent them to Instagram. I sent them to Facebook because it's yeah. connected mm-hmm. to Instagram. I stayed in contact with this dude. I even sent him some of that, like, mm-hmm. Bitcoin wow. material, which wow. he said that, of course, you don't believe what they tell you but you are desperate so you just want to do anything that you can yeah he said that once I paid him this bitcoin thing I don't I don't even understand bitcoin but (laughs) whatever that is then he will promise to Mm -hmm. give me my account back Mm. so I do that and then I never hear from him again so I tried to course reach out to him and be like hey like you promise like yeah. give me my account back and you just have never <sighs> responded to me ever again oh my god <laughs> so, oh yeah gosh. so it was just a whole thing mm. and um I spent a lot of tears over that mm. and I, I still do I mean yeah. literally like sometimes I'll still try to like contact Instagram mm. or send just a random email and be like my account was like deleted and gone two years ago but can you help me and and so Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that's lingered a lot yeah and just the aftermath of that like I did feel a lot of grief and I Mm -hmm. still feel a lot Mm -hmm. of grief and I think that that's something that 
when I say that, it's like, oh, like, it's just an Instagram account. Like, it's nothing that's a huge deal. But you have to think about it, too, of, like, you spend six years yeah. working on something yeah. and working hard on something and spending a lot of time on that yeah, thing. you and invested so much into it. Yes, and then it's just gone. Wow. Like, someone takes it from you, mm. and it's so personal. Like, right. I shared a lot of my heart on right. there that was really vulnerable and real. Mm-hmm. And for someone to just take that mm. and take that away from me, mm. it was just... That was just really, really yeah. hard. So, wow. um, yeah. So oh there's just a lot of feelings around that. And I mm-hmm. think I definitely, like, I was talking to someone shortly after this had all happened. And I was crying. And I was just, like, and just so upset and just angry and confused and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and um, she was like, you know, Addie, she was like, I think this is a time that you can discover like who you are like Mm -hmm. like you haven't really had a sense of identity apart from this which is true because I did put a lot of who I was on that account or Mm -hmm. even people you know like I would like meet people and they would be like oh my gosh like you know I think I you know I like keep up with you on Instagram and Mm -hmm. like all this stuff and they would kind of attach that account to me and and so that was kind of how I was known is from that Instagram account and so then once it was gone I was like Mm -hmm. who am I like I don't have any significance anymore Uh, because this is gone and it was part of who I thought I was and Mm -hmm. and kind of Mm -hmm this part of me that I did feel like was important or something that I was proud of and then Mm -hmm. it was gone so that was the whole thing and so um just that loss of identity that Mm -hmm. loss of something that feels very personal to you that loss of hard work that loss of all of that was just really devastating and um and I mean Within maybe two months, I did create um, Mm. a new account, which only has like 1,500 followers, which (laughs) is, again, that's okay, but but it is a, it's still really hard to Mm. not compare the two and to be like, oh my gosh, like that was so successful, but then here I am and I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm really talking about because I don't talk Mm -hmm. about godly relationships you know much anymore or anything within that realm much like I do feel like I have changed in just some of those things and so Mm. it's just hard to create something new and Mm. to have a new platform and a new sense of like wow this has really changed Mm -hmm. this has really evolved I've changed things have changed and yeah. to still not have a clear picture yeah. of what that looks like and just I don't know, just all of all that. So yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of change, a lot of grief with that. But then yeah. also a lot of um I think now I am really trying to see like social media as something that's fun and something yeah. where I can be creative mm-hmm. and I can you know, share parts of my life that I want to, and I can 
connect with others and mm-hmm. and I can find people on there that I feel very seen by and mm-hmm. I feel very encouraged by and I learn right. a lot from and so I think it's just a very beautiful thing mm-hmm. but it can also be hard and then of course you can talk about the comparison part of social right. media oh, and the yeah. envy part and the yeah. highlight reels that you see that oh, you compare goodness. your life to but that's there's so much other conversation to dive into social media yes no, thank but you I will yeah. stop talking now and no stop don't apologize <laughs> I love how we both do this though I know like this really is really our good. podcast and we constantly <laughs> just apologize like oh my gosh that was so long <laughs> what but are we at right now right now we're at about 25 minutes oh okay which is really not not that that bad and I just really enjoy stories too and just it was really good to hear this one truly like start to finish in a way and you know Mm -hmm. how godly relationships came to be um and just what it meant to you and how you know you were like your passion for what you were writing about um just kind of didn't seem to be like on brand in respect to like what people who were following you were like maybe expecting from you or hoping Mm -hmm. to see from you. Um, And I just was like, wow, like that was the thing that just resonated with me most because to this day, I still feel that like pressure to perform, that pressure to Mm -hmm. conform. Um, And I guess like maybe I could share a little bit about, I guess, what Instagram kind of turned into for me and how it's changed for me. Please do. Um, I would love to Just, I love how everyone's, like, relationship with it is just so incredibly different from start to beginning to mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. or to currently, present <laughs> reality. Mm-hmm. Just the way that social media itself is changing and growing and how we change and grow with it is kind of this crazy concept just in and of itself. Um, but I do remember it just being this huge thing in end of middle school. Um, a lot of it was revolved around likes, of course, Mm -hmm. likes, followers, how many you could get. And I just remember, like you said, it's so silly, but it's part of it. Whenever I first got a hundred likes on a picture, I was like, oh my gosh. And did I have an app at one point where I bought my likes? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am just confessing that. It is off my chest now. (laughs) No, but I just remember feeling that pressure. Like, oh my goodness. Like if I could just get a few more likes, Mm -hmm. if I could just have as many likes as my friend, I am likable, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And in order to get those likes, searching for that approval, I would only present pictures of myself that I thought, you know, I looked good pictures that I thought would perform well. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't authentic in any way. Everything I posted was just a complete, like you said, kind of just facade in a performance. Um, And just like this whole process of trying to receive validation from people through likes and follows, which is so silly. But I mean, middle school, and even early high school. And that's whenever early high school started the post, like the liking anxiety and the post anxiety. I literally didn't post for a year and a half whenever I got to high school. Um, There was so much transition and unsteadiness there. Friend groups changed, the dynamics of everything, you know, really changed. And 
Um, it was just a time for me whenever I reevaluated a lot of things. Like, am I going to be friends with these people because, you know, they're popular and I'd be part of, you know, the quote unquote cool crowd? Or do I want to risk, you know, the rejection of the people that I think are, you know, more important um, that somehow they're they're like them liking me gives me, I guess, a better feeling about myself, validation about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Or am I going to seek to establish more genuine friendships? And that was hard. But I mean, early high school, that was just something that took a while. But eventually, like I got to this place of like, I don't really care as much anymore about posting with who so that I can receive this many likes or that many likes. Um, and I just remember finally posting, but even then I think I posted a Thanksgiving post and like with my friends and it was a friend's giving. I was so anxious. Like I literally posted it, threw my phone down and like ran out the door. <laughs> I think we've all done that. Yes. Yeah, and so Addie, when I say that I, struggle with that feeling up until I disabled my main Instagram account, which is, I guess Mm -hmm. I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. But post anxiety was such a real thing because I knew I would be putting something out there of myself, Mm -hmm. presenting it to everyone and that eyes would be on me. And basically how I perceived myself, I, uh, I attached so much of my worth and identity, like you were kind of talking about, to the amount of likes I got, mm-hmm. the performance of the post, um, how many comments I got, how many new followers I had achieved, how much engagement I had going on. Um, and I think that's why it was so stressful because I was allowing all of these followers to assign me my you know, identity and worth. Um, and it's funny because I felt like Like, why did I feel that need? Why did I feel that urge to try and prove myself um, and establish myself in that way um, to earn the approval of others? Mm -hmm. But just at that stage in life, I was really just trying to feel accepted, trying to find my place, whatever that looked Mm -hmm. like. And social media, that's just how people did it. You know, that's just how my friends did it. That's no one really talked about it. You just posted cute pictures on Instagram mm-hmm. and hoped for the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, freshman year of college is whenever I noticed that I had gotten it down to a science, the curated just science of making <laughs> all of my, po- oh, I taught myself how to use a Lightroom. Yeah. Then I would run it through Visco with a C1 filter. Oh my God. I would turn the saturation up. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Yeah. I... I think, yes, no, all of my posts just looked like a bright rainbow. And at that point in time too, like I had bright blonde hair and I don't know, like I just felt like I was also always tan and had clear skin, but just whatever it was, the combination of just everything, I guess, end of junior year, beginning of senior year of high school, I was like, I have Instagram down. I have it down. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, the science of it, you know, the likes were going up. I was gaining more followers and meeting new people, but I was so wrapped up in it and it was still so unfulfilling and no amount of likes was enough. I was always just looking to the next post and see how I could one up the next post. And then events like 
proms and dances. They weren't just beautiful experiences that I was looking forward to in and of themselves, but it was an opportunity for me to dress up, take nice pictures for my Instagram. Instagram. And so then it was like, my life is not even for me anymore. My life is for other people, is for other people or disapprove of yeah. or reject. Mm. And so it truly was just, I got to a point, I guess, end of senior year, kind of beginning of freshman year where I just noticed this stark contrast of, you know, who I wanted to be and how my social media just didn't quite reflect who I wanted to be. It just didn't, like you said, it didn't feel authentic to me anymore. Um, and there were a lot of like personal life changes too that went on between like junior and senior year. Um, and I just, I think it's important to note that the summer of my junior year was when I decided to follow Christ and dedicated my life to him. And I just looked at my Instagram and I was like, wow, like that was such a critical moment in my life. And all I did was post like an Instagram story for it, you know, a quick highlight. Um, and I just felt like so much of my Instagram was still so focused around me. Like I was posting pictures of, you know, myself, um, all the time, literally just like solo pictures of myself, (laughs) series of solo pictures of myself. And just like, wow, the vanity, you know, and not just that, but putting it out there for everyone else and truly just creating, I guess, an experience for other people of how I wanted them to perceive me, which is funny because in and of itself, it's like, that wasn't really me. That was just a very edited, very filtered, very, you know, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Artificially, like, yeah, like, like maybe like curated, part curated of, part of who part of I was. Media, yeah. yeah. Just a very, very small surface, I guess, surface level. This was me. Mm-hmm. And again, no deep captions, super cheesy, corny stuff, sometimes like funny stuff. It's just the most basic things, whatever I thought would perform well. Yeah. Um, and then I think going into freshman year of college, I wanted, I just, I felt the constraint of the performance and keeping it up. Um, and I think a lot of that peaked with, oh, I just hit the microphone. <laughs> it's okay. A lot of that peaked with um, cheerleading. And I think posting pictures, being cheering for tech, the university, the school that we go to, just <laughs> <laughs> for like That's the 2% of information. the listeners that aren't in the U.S. <laughs> Which is true, Which is, we yeah. do have some listeners from, like, Argentina. Yes, so, oh my gosh, thank y'all for listening. Hello, Welcome <laughs> to the table. Um, shout out. A That's little so side fun. note there. Yes. But, yes, cheering for my university was something that I felt like I tied my identity to it. And, again, that was all over my social media. And it was truly just this thing of me putting myself out there for the whole world to see. And the thing is, cheerleading in that season of my life was so hard. It was so hard. And it was rewarding. But the only thing people were seeing was me smiling with red lipstick and a cheer uniform, you know, on the football field. And they weren't seeing, like, all this other stuff that, you know, was going on. Like, just the more authentic parts, Mm -hmm. I guess, of my life. And so I started to just really feel, like, this cognitive dissonance. I'm just going to 
or take that word, borrow that word from you or that <laughs> phrase from you. Which is um, definitely not my word though. It's, yes, it's, it's I don't know who I don't know where it's that from. in the world psychology, but someone termed that word yeah. in the psych world. Yes, <laughs> yes, but I was just really struggling in this, I guess, ball of tension of who I'm presenting myself to be, and honestly, why am I posting what I am posting? And it wasn't, I guess, just pleasing to me anymore. The way that I was presenting myself just felt not fake in a way, but I do like to be more authentic. And I was just craving more of an authentic, relaxed, casual, you know, make Instagram casual. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get to that too. Yeah. But I was really just craving more of like, I just want to post like a cute picture of like, my I think it was the front doorstep doormat of my freshman oh my gosh so long ago but um freshman year apartment and of course it was still edited you know craziness but it was like oh this is a sweet piece of my life and it's not just you know a picture of me looking my best and it was a way for me to share like I guess milestone kind of moments in a way that wasn't so focused on me but it was more just like a creative space where I could share things that I was doing in life. Um, and so that was like my first venture into like the casual Instagram. Then fast forward to whenever quarantine happened and I didn't have any fancy, nice events to go to anymore. And I wasn't in my cheer uniform all the time taking pictures and um, my life didn't look aesthetically pleasing anymore. And so I stopped posting for a while. And then I just realized, wow, that's really constricting too. Like, I feel like I can't have a social media presence unless I have something to offer everyone. And if it's not interesting or beautiful, then it's not worth posting or sharing. And so uh, there was just, I don't know, I, I recognized that. I continued to try to post more casual moments mixed in with the more curated moments. And I think it was the end of, wow, oh my goodness. This is my first year without my that main Instagram account. Oh, wow. But I guess almost a full year ago, it was 2021, I think it was like March maybe, I made the decision, you know, I really just don't feel like this is me anymore. I feel like this is me trying to present like my best self. And I think the picture that did it for me, I had posted a picture from a trip and all I could remember was taking probably 500 pictures and complaining and pouting over how most of them turned out and how I looked in them, just being so critical like of myself um, because I didn't look the way that I wanted to. Um, and so I just remember after posting that picture, I was just like, man, that was just, that's not how I want to live my life. Like, I don't want to be taking pictures for, I guess, other people to mm -hmm. double tap on. And so then it just got into this place where it's like, this just does not really feel like me anymore. I'm going to take a break, disable the account. Still have not been back on the account. And it's been the most refreshing thing in the world. And also to kind of dovetail alongside that, um, I had also started an account, an account at, man, this is kind of out of order, but just bear with me. But at the beginning of quarantine, right before quarantine, right before COVID happened, and I feel like this is totally just like a Holy Spirit, God thing for sure. I wanted to make a separate Instagram account, a separate space 
where I could be more authentic and where I could share thoughts in progress, where I could share my faith and like the wrestling between like, you know, faith and doubt, just the more authentic things that, like you said, like things that I'm passionate about, Mm -hmm. things that I don't have completely figured out, but things that I want to share. And I just was so passionate about encouraging other people with things that I was encouraged with and things that I felt like I was learning that I felt maybe other people could learn from. And so Living Alive and Free was born. And I just love that because it happened right before the whole world shut down. That's crazy. And so I, I remember just that time in life and just being so vulnerable on that account and just having a way to connect with people while I was walking through, while we were all walking through a pandemic was something I'll never forget. And I'm just so grateful that I had living alive in that time. And so I think while I had both accounts, one just felt like such, I guess, a surface level curated, here's all the highlights, here's all the good stuff, here's what you wanna see. And the other account was just like completely not about that. Like I, it, I don't follow anyone on that account because a lot of why I also deleted my main account was I began to struggle with comparison so bad and the root of it all was Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was stealing my joy. I would open up my Instagram app and scroll through. Everyone was having fun. Everyone was entering new relationships and everyone was beginning to like get engaged and Actually, I can't even remember if that's exactly because it was beginning of the pandemic. I just remember always seeing things and I was still celebrating, you know, friendships and friends. But I was also just like, man, like, I'm so happy for them. But my life doesn't look like this. My life isn't this exciting as if we, you know, don't post the most exciting you know, moments of our life, literal moments, like the 0.01% of our lives, you know? And so I really began to struggle with comparison. And that also would just lead me into this toxic cycle of like, okay, I'm comparing, I'm, I'm comparing, so I have to compete in a way. Mm -hmm. And so then again, like my curation of my pictures and posting pictures was not even just about like, oh my gosh, look at this fun picture of like me and my friends. I just felt like I had something to prove. Mm-hmm. And I, that was such a burden that I just, I feel like we were not made to carry, prove ourselves to other people. Um, I just felt really kind of achy about it the whole time, which is also why I parted ways with that main Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, and living alive has stayed alive (laughs) so that's been that's been really fun and it was cool because as soon as I disabled that other account living alive became something like you said it changed for me in a way Mm -hmm. and I definitely started to use it more and more and then I got creative with stories and um, the way that I would share the things that I would share the depth to which I would share um I think I've posted like reels and things and also the IGTV videos. And um, I think stories became my favorite thing. They were just so fun. I know. Yeah, they are. Like just updating people like as I go like throughout life, just sweet little tiny moments. And like they're here for a second and then gone. And I had highlights for a while. 
And then it just kind of, again, was like, okay, I'm saving all these highlights. And for me, it became a thing where I could feel like the pressure to like prove myself to people who may have just followed me. Like, I need you to see all of these highlights. And I was like, mm, that's kind of distracting from what like I want this account to be. And I don't want to put like a stumbling block in the way, especially if it's the same one that I've tripped over so many times of putting this version of my life out there where I feel like, you know, look at me, like I'm so aesthetically pleasing, which is just so funny. But um, yeah, so it's just changed for me so much, my relationship with social media. Um, and I think it's there's something to be said about how we are changing so much too mm-hmm. in this period of life. Like like you and I both said, what was sixth, seventh grade is whenever we formed this relationship with social media and we had no idea the whirlwind that, you know, would come from, would come it. from it all. Mm-hmm. And how we would be continually changing as like social media and that changes. whole changes. Yeah, yeah. So yep. we have these two like really inconsistent factors just like thrown together. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think there's something to be said about that too. Like we grew up essentially on Instagram and so I'm, I'm still reevaluating constantly. Um, just, you know, why do I feel like I'm posting this, that, or, or the other, because even on living alive, when I share encouraging things, I have to be careful and I guess check my heart in a way where it's like, am I posting this? because it's something like I'm passionate about and it's something that I am genuinely like ready to share or is this something that I'm putting out because I haven't posted in a while and I feel like there's this pressure to be who people expect me to be and I think a lot of times having an account where you share intimate thoughts and even you know opinions and just intimate moments of your life um, it just be kind of it come it becomes expected of you in a way mm. to consistently share all that you're going through, and sometimes like there's just I mean there's a time for everything, and I think there is a time to post, and maybe a time to refrain from posting, and a time to engage and connect with others on social media, and maybe a time to disengage and take a break. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 I mean like. Even when I did have that old Mm. account, and then even with the one now, like, I would wish that I sometimes had never created Mm. that account because I wanted there to be no pressure on what I post or Mm -hmm. when I post or how often or Mm -hmm. what I say, and it's like... Even just looking at other people that seem to have kind of like a chill relationship with social media or just (laughs) not one that may be that public, it was like, oh my gosh, like I would just kind of get jealous of that at times, Mm -hmm. which is just interesting because it's like, even if you have an account that you do enjoy creatively expressing yourself on there sometimes it can feel like a chore and sometimes it can feel hard and then Mm. and like something else that I think was just really interesting when you were talking to is just 
For me, I felt so much more comfortable sharing to an audience of 39,000 people than I do to 1,000 people. Wow. Which... Because now you're talking about things that, like are more authentic to you and so as you're presenting this more authentic version of yourself like that's harder to do Mm -hmm. it's harder to do Mm -hmm. and I think it's so much more comfortable to share with strangers Mm -hmm. that you don't know or that don't know you (laughs) and then this account welcome to the table I mean it for sure has people that I've never met before and like strangers but then it also has a lot of people People that that I know know. personally oh my goodness and that is so hard for me because sometimes I just want to block them all not really I love you all but but like not I totally get where you're coming from (laughs) it's it's so vulnerable because I'm like I know these people in real life Mm -hmm. and I feel so much more comfortable and safe sharing with people that yeah. I don't feel the need to, I don't, yeah, like maybe express myself to like, yeah. or maybe even impress. Like, I don't really know yeah. if it's, that mm-hmm. is the right way to say it, but yeah, there's just a very different energy there where mm-hmm. it's just interesting because yeah. I think that seems like it would be the opposite, but it mm-hmm. is not. Like I, yeah. I mean, I really struggle to be vulnerable yeah. on that page. Because it's like, mm, if this that person reads this, like, yeah. how would that make me feel? Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to be sharing that? I yeah. totally resonate. Vulnerability. Yeah. Hangovers are real. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I like throw up almost all the oh time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not really. No, I do. I have, to this day, and I love that it's become something completely different where post anxiety used to be over a cute picture that I posted of me and my friends, like, went out to eat tonight. And now I have post anxiety because, like, I posted a video of myself literally singing, even though I can't sing and playing guitar, <laughs> even though I can't play guitar, but it was just something that I wanted to do. And oh my gosh. But I literally no. feel that. And then I wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I just, it, it feels like you're just bare, like really like yeah, naked like in a sense in front of people yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of everything, I guess that protective shell, that protective image, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah. that surface level. Cause you're really just, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I hit the microphone again, but you're really just unveiling, I guess you know, everything and who you are Mm -hmm. to other people. And like you said, some that you've met, some that have known you from the past, some that still know you. And so that can just be tricky. Yeah, and it's like people can look at that and they can form opinions about that. Mm -hmm. They can judge them. Without ever looking you in the face, too. Mm -hmm. Without ever showing any kind of reaction. Because, you know, I feel like even though social media serves to connect us, it is this like very individualized mm-hmm. experience and a form of experience that can mm-hmm. cause a lot of disconnection. Mm-hmm. And I feel right. like we're really seeing that now, which mm-hmm. um, I think that it's good that we're starting to talk about it and right. we're starting to see like, hey, social media can be really good, but it can also be very harmful mm-hmm. and it can cause this and like and even just in like teenagers. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing such spikes in anxiety and in depression yeah. and in like suicide rates mm-hmm. and all of these things and it's just yeah it is influenced mm-hmm. by social media and this perception right. that we have of others and we have right. of ourselves and this um this I don't know like this 
thing, I guess, that it's like you want to impress people mm-hmm. and you want to do that. And that causes that stress and anxiety. Yeah. And then it causes that loneliness because you're not really connecting yeah. with other people in real life. You're connecting with people over a screen. a screen. And then not to even mention just the fact that social media just produces those, um, just that endless cycle of serotonin mm-hmm. and dopamine mm-hmm. and it becomes an addiction like yeah. an actual yeah. addiction that your right. brain craves mm-hmm. and I think that that's why we reach for our phones mindlessly yes. and we open an app mindlessly and we don't even realize what we're yeah. doing like I have done that so many times even like last year I got rid of everything for like a month which mm-hmm. was really good it was yeah. I felt so much more present in my mm-hmm. life and more mindful and more grateful and just very grounded in where I was and I would pick up my phone all the time and click where these apps used to yeah. be yeah, and there. it's just there. you have yeah it's like yes. you have to realize like wow that that really has an effect on you mm-hmm. that really affects your brain that affects really. the neurotransmitters in your brain that affects yeah. how you relate to others and yourself and yeah yeah and then but seriously I like I oh. I just love I just love that we get to have a conversation about this mm-hmm. because it's one of the things that, like I'm really passionate about talking about and bringing to the table just honestly and yeah. um I just think I, like you said, taking a break from social media was really, you know, good for you. I just wanted to quickly mention that that is something that I have done for the better half of January. Um, I've been doing 21 days of prayer and fasting at the bridge. um, And social media is something that I was fasting from, choosing to abstain from for a while and for the 21 days, which actually end tomorrow, which is kind of cool. But I find myself, you know, just so relieved of the pressure and so relieved of the distraction and so relieved of just like the subliminal, I guess, just escape Mm -hmm. where I could just click scroll and not think about, you know, things that I had to do, other tasks at hand the people in front of me, the people in my house, like the people around me. Mm -hmm. And so it really just was like, okay, 21 days is almost over and I'm still reevaluating like my relationship with social media. And I've tried everything in the book, the whole ignore limits, like screen time. (laughs) And it just always feels like I'm trying to find this balance and I have like one foot in, one foot out. And I think there is totally a way to do balance and it probably looks different for everyone um, depending on whether you have like a casual relationship with social media or if it's something that just you find yourself more dependent upon and um, maybe even subconsciously like really dependent upon Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like I am having trouble standing like trying to find the middle ground Mm -hmm. it kind of feels more uneven even here like it it feels more I guess um I'm trying to find the right word to say it feels more unstable trying to find the balance than it does just all in or all out yeah and so I find myself still reevaluating at what capacity 
I will come back to Instagram because I just love it. You know, I love that it allows me to create. I love taking pictures, you know. Mm -hmm. I love sharing pictures and moments um, and time and documenting, you know, Instagram, especially living alive and free is a place where I feel like I can encourage friends. But more than anything, it's like a documentation of my life, things that I'm walking through, small little pieces of revelation, Mm -hmm. small little pieces of breakthrough, small little pieces of hope and remembrance throughout my life, all in one place, a digital little scrapbook. And I do absolutely you know love it for that reason i just find that there still remains this pressure really from myself more than anyone else Mm -hmm. to put out content maybe more consistently to put out content to let people know like what i'm doing what my life is looking like who i'm spending time with and i don't think there's anything wrong in wanting to share those moments like share sweet moments with the world and You know, I love my friends and I love my family and I love making little coffees in the morning and I love sunrises and sunsets. So why wouldn't I post about those things, you know? But I've just found that during this time of taking a break, I take pictures and I just sit and look at them and they're just for me. Mm -hmm. And there's something so special about just having a picture for me. For you, yeah. And I'm not, no longer is there just this pressure to edit it or alter it in a way that is more acceptable to others. It can kind of just be what it is. Mm. And I'm finding that I'm craving more of that, just the stillness in my life, you know, the falling away of the performance and the curation to make something maybe appear more beautiful than it is. And trying to recognize, you know, intrinsic beauty, like in worth and things that the way that they are, you know, and I know that my life is beautiful, regardless of whether or not I capture it, edit it and share it. And so I think I'm still reevaluating, not sure if and when I'll be back to Instagram. And then also there's this whole thing of like visco, Because I feel like people are often confused that Living Alive and Free, my Instagram account, has so many followers, even though I don't follow anyone. I mean, so many. It's still under a 1,000. It's like, I think, 500. I had hit 500 Mm -hmm. before um, I took a break, which was just so cool because majority, I'd say like 80%, 80, 75 to 80% of the people that follow, I don't know who they are. I've never met them before in my life and it's so cool because okay wait I have to say this so some of my close friends I literally met because through my visco they found living alive and free and they followed me and they messaged me and we became internet friends and now oh, I visit them sometimes so, cool. yeah. so again there's so much fruit yeah. too and there is a way to connect and I'm definitely so blessed by you know just what social media can be sometimes yeah um yeah i mean like just when we do talk about it mm -hmm. it is great because it's like i do love social Mm -hmm. media i love following people Mm -hmm. that i can learn from and then i can Mm -hmm. laugh at their account or you know i can follow them just because they just inspire me Mm -hmm. or they just make my creative 
um, mm-hmm. part of me just feel alive. And it's just mm-hmm. like, we also need to have those conversations too. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. like, are you utilizing social media as something that is fulfilling and enriching to your life and something that you do enjoy and something that does fill yeah. you up because yeah. it can fill you up. I like think. It's like a tool. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes it's just funny because the Bible doesn't talk about social media, you know, because <laughs> it just, it can't really speak yeah. into that in that way. It was written like yes. forever ago and social yes. media was not there. <laughs> right. But I think kind of comparing social media to other tools such as or things that you know have you know potential like helpfulness or hurtfulness to us in our spirits is kind of like comparing it to money in a way that it is a tool that we can use Mm. and in and of itself it's not evil and it's not bad it's truly a tool and it's how we use it it's how we steward it mm-hmm. um yeah and how we yeah. relate to and it anything can become you know an idol essentially anything yeah. can become an idol and you know there is something to be said like people can become addicted to money people can become addicted to social media mm-hmm. and so I try to see social media as this really neutral thing and very individualized thing because it can be completely helpful for one person and really harmful for another person. Um, And so I just think there's something to be said about that. But yes, I love that we got to chat about social media and how it's just changed and Mm -hmm. the dynamic of it all. And I just love that in a way, like we we still get to choose. Like we get to choose whether or not Mm -hmm. we are present on social media or absent from it. Who we follow. Like you can unfollow Mm -hmm. people. Like that is not, which like, I know that's scary. I know that there's this certain stigma stigma attached (laughs) to it. It's like, oh, I don't unfollow people. But it's like, you know, like, are you following people that Mm -hmm. you enjoy seeing their lives and Mm -hmm. you enjoy Mm -hmm. hearing from them? Like for me, like I follow a lot of, um just people that I do learn from like I follow a lot of like Mm. like psychologists and therapists and things about psychology Mm -hmm. but then also I follow people that I just genuinely enjoy looking into their lives Mm -hmm. even if it's ordinary or even if it's like them sharing like what they ate for breakfast it's like I enjoy certain Mm -hmm. parts of it and I think that having those boundaries having Mm -hmm. those mindful conversations with other people being honest with yourself checking in with yourself just Mm -hmm. knowing like when it's something that's draining and you need to maybe step away from it for a second or Mm -hmm. you need to reevaluate some things or if it's Mm -hmm. like fulfilling for you yeah yeah wow well this is good It was very long, but it's okay. okay. It's It's our podcast. Yeah. So. All right, everyone. Well, it was so good to talk to you today, Liv. Mm -hmm. And I hope that all of you enjoyed this conversation. We could definitely keep on talking, but we do need to. Yes, (laughs) we do need to go. But if you've listened this far, thank Thank you so much for listening. And I just hope that maybe this resonated with maybe your thoughts and feelings about social media, or maybe you've never really thought about it before maybe you do have that casual relationship with 
social media. Which, what a gift. Yeah, in which case, <laughs> I envy. Yeah, like, I envy. You should come on this podcast yes. and talk. Tell we us about it all. the ones talking about Right. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.